This is episode 175 of the Beyond the Food Show. Today is part two of So You Want to Lose Weight? Episode, part one was 173. I've been asked to tackle this topic of weight loss many, many, many times. So it's happening today. Stay tuned. My name is Stephanie Dodier, clinical nutritionist. I reversed my diagnosis of anxiety, depression, adrenal fatigue, and obesity by going beyond the food. I can tell you one thing, that willpower, discipline, and deprivation aren't the permanent solution to transforming your relationship to food. So how do you leave overeating, emotional eating, food craving, and binging behind you so you have the food freedom to achieve all of your goal and be happy now? As a top 25 alternative health podcast in the world, this is the Beyond the Food Show. This is a great moment. I wouldn't be any happier right now if I was skinnier, if my body looked different. It's truly been a beautiful process. This has been life-changing, and I am really grateful that I didn't wait another year. If you think that you're going to come into this and lose 20 pounds and eat perfectly for the rest of your life, then it's the wrong thing. But if you think you're going to come into this and have a life-changing experience, then it's worth every penny and more. The Going Beyond the Food Academy is the result of a lifelong journey in searching for my solution. All along, the solution was right there in front of me. And it's also right there for you, inside of you. You just want to eat normally, have a normal body, perhaps weigh less. You're looking for the solution to eat less, stop overeating, perhaps binging, maybe stop the endless desire to eat what is forbidden, the sugar craving, and you keep searching. Searching for the answer as to why your body doesn't want to collaborate with you. And you've tried it all. Willpower, discipline, mental strength, over-exercising, all the diet, while shaming yourself and your body in hope that it would give you what you so desperately desire. What I desired the most, I thought, was weight loss. But really, what I wanted was to fit in, to be accepted, to be loved, to be happy unconditionally. What I didn't realize during the 25 years of dieting was that suffering was not necessary. That the answer was right there inside of me. But I refused to see it and accept it because it didn't fit with what I was told the solution was. The Going to Beyond the Food Academy is a 14-week journey towards creating and discovering your own solution. Think of it as the university level course that will teach you what you need to know to finally get what you desire the most. The Going Beyond the Food Academy is a lifetime program that will show you what you need to heal why you eat because that's the real issue and will teach you a new way of engaging with food from a place of intuition resulting in a brand new way of how to eat. The outcome of the Going Beyond the Food Academy is what you eat becomes normal, easy, and simple. Ditching dieting and becoming a normal eater. So if you're ready to step into a new version of yourself, 
be empowered by me as your teacher in our amazing community to make the change you know you need to make. Head over to stephaniedodzie.com slash academy right now. So the academy has helped me figure out, like you said, feel it, don't fight it. Actually know that if I feel my feelings, I'm going to survive. It's going to be okay. I can sit with those and nothing bad is going to happen to me. Welcome back. The most awaited part two episode of the last 175 episode is happening today because we're tackling a topic that I honestly been avoiding. I have been avoiding talking about weight loss because I hadn't yet found the right approach to talk about this and it over the last number of months has developed into me and more education that's come down my way, more books, more courses. And I finally have now this reframe point of view on weight loss based on the last two years of learning. And that's what we're going to do today. So today is part two of 173. In part one, we tackled what you need to consider in your desire to lose weight. So let me give you a quick recap here. We agreed that no one wants to be fat. No one wants to carry extra weight. Everyone is trying their hardest to lose extra weight or extra fat based on their information they have, based on what they think they should be doing. But we have an internal system that manage weight for us. And that's called our set point. It's a weight management system that all of us have. It's innate inside of us. And that's what control our weight. And what we discovered in part one is that weight management system, our set point, is not something we can control, right? And so when we have fat on our body, there's a reason for that. There's a reason why our body thinks that we need to carry that fat on our body or that our body think we shouldn't be losing weight if we're trying to lose weight. And that is all happening subconsciously. So our body, all it's trying to do is to protect us, to keep us safe, to allow us to survive. Yet dieting is a conscious process. It's about controlling what comes in into our mouth, not accessing why our body feels unsafe. So what we need to do is instead of chasing weight loss is to actually chase health. And I went through a number of study that demonstrated to you that there is no causative factor between our weight on the scale and our health. What is associated, in fact, with less lifespan is actually weight cycling, yo-yo dieting, losing and gaining weight, which most of us here have done many times. That weight cycling has more side effect on our lifespan than actually carrying the fat without going up and down in weight. We also discovered that dieting has a wide number of collateral damage, mainly in our mental and emotional health that causes distorted eating behavior, like 
overeating, binging, emotional eating, or any eating disorder is all caused by food restriction and dieting mindset. So there's a number of studies. This is all can be accessed in the show note. And again, I would encourage you to listen to part one first. And what I shared with you is that although we teach all of that to our students inside of our program, and they all agree that they should be chasing health and not weight loss, they are still desiring to lose weight. And then we, through a bunch of self-discovery exercise, get them to understand why that is. If they're understanding that their health is not dependent on their weight and they should be chasing health and that weight loss is damaging, why do they still want to lose weight? And the answer is unanimous, is because there is a deep-seated belief in us that thinness equals happiness, Anyone born in the 1900 and for the younger one in the year 2000, we've been wired to despise fat. It's not something that we acquire later in life. It's very young. We are told that to be happy in life, we must be thin and that happiness is a result strictly of our physical body and our appearance. And When in fact, our happiness and our life satisfaction overall is a combination of the many layers of the human species, our emotion, our mental health, our spiritual health, and yes, our physical health. But clearly, focusing on strictly our physical appearance and being tin does not lead to happiness, hence why there's so many women that are tin that are not happy. You and I have both been there where we lost weight, yet we were still anxious trying to chase even more because we weren't finding what we were chasing. And it's being reinforced all the time by dieting because dieting assumes that we're not good enough. That's the model of dieting, that we need to listen to external cues to know what to eat, when to eat, how to eat instead of our own internal cue. And dieting also fuel on the fact that we perceive our body has flaw. And it's convincing us that self-criticism is the best way to motivate ourselves to lose weight or to not regain weight. And that fuels the cycle of thinness equals happiness. And for most of us, we are typically 35 plus in this community, the longer we've been dieting, the deeper this dieting mindset, body shaming, tinness equal happiness is literally groove in our soul, in our spirit. The antidote to that is accepting our body. In fact, study shows that when we do feel good about our body, we are more likely to take care of our body by eating well, by being active, allowing us to create a positive cycle. So the reason in part why we are not consistent is because of how terrible we feel about our body. This is where we're going to pick it up today from there. That's where we stop in part one. Today, we are going to cover what we can do instead of dieting. In particular, we're going to discuss what we teach in our program, which is intuitive eating. And 
body neutrality. So just a quick reminder, if it's the first time listening to one of our podcasts right now, and you've been attracted to this episode, maybe you Googled us and found weight loss, and you're listening to this in hope of finding a diet and finding how you should restrict your food or exercise or any type of model like this, this is not what it's about. Even today in part two, we're not going to talk about that. We never talk about food. So might as well stop listening right now and just moving on. Quick reminder before we move on to that part of the episode, we have a live training that's happening on January 22nd. So if you're listening live, that's in two days. You can register for that using the link in the show notes. And if you're listening to that post, know that we're constantly doing training, free training and workshop online. So go back to our website to find the upcoming date of our next workshop or free training on topic related to what we're going to talk about today. Ready? Let's do this. So here's a statistic for you. An average, each woman will go on seven diets in their lifetime, leading to believe that we as women are the problem, not the diet. Because we get to think and we're being told if it works for everyone else, you must be the problem. We share that in an earlier episode, a statement from the Weight Watcher financial chairman. And during a public disclosure meeting, he was asked how Weight Watcher continued to be successful despite the fact that only 16% of their customer maintained their goal, weight loss in the case of Weight Watcher, within a year. 16% only within the first year. And his answer was very simple. He described it as playing the Lotto. You're going to keep playing if you believe you can win. The facts are straight, just like the result of Weight Watcher. 95% of dieter will regain their weight within one to five years. So what's our option? The solution is to chase health instead of weight loss via intuitive eating combined with body neutrality instead of body shaming. Intuitive eating is directed by our innate intelligence system, what I call our intuition. This is our internal eating cues that we follow. We eat when we're hungry, we stop when we're full, instead of external cue from diets, like eating X amount of calories, maintaining a ratio of carbs to fat of X number, removing from our diet carbs or dairy or meat. These are all external cue. Intuitive eating says, we do not need those external cue. We have an intelligence system inside of each human being that can tell us when to eat and when to stop eating. In our program, we call that our internal nutritionists. And that's what intuitive eating is based from. Think of that innate intelligence system in the same way that we refer to set point 
this internal weight management system that each human being have, we have the same thing when it comes to what to eat, when to eat, and how to eat. It is our intuition. A dieting body is a starving body. Our need for food, energy, is so essential and primal that if we are not getting enough energy, our body naturally compensates with powerful biological and psychological mechanism. This is a quote from Evelyn Triboli and Roche from Intuitive Eating, both of them being dietitians that have research the mechanism innate to the human being, the intuition that direct those internal eating cue. Binging and other eating behaviors such as overeating, bulimia, or any other eating disorder are consequences from food restriction, aka dieting, while emotional eating is a compensatory behavior for one's difficulty in managing emotion. Restriction of forbidden food, whatever they are, calorie, macros, or food group, what is the base of dieting, so restriction of forbidden food, has shown in study to increase novelty and desirability of forbidden food. Forbidden or restriction of forbidden food has demonstrated to increase taste and reward stimulation. That means that dieters experience higher reward and pleasure from forbidden food than non-dieter. Studies have shown that increased craving for fat and sugar are present when we restrict food, which then trigger overeating. Restriction of forbidden food stimulate the brain to light up when exposed to these food that have been restricted and have intense craving to drive to eat more of those forbidden food. That's the base of the diagnosis of binge eating. So you're not crazy. You don't lack willpower or discipline when you crave carb on the keto diet it's because your brain directs those craving and it all happens subconsciously. You've no control on that. That's why willpower and self-discipline doesn't work. So the behavior that we so badly want to control by restricting even more actually put fuels to the fire. Intuitive eating is the antidote to all of those behavior. You want to stop overeating. You want to stop binge eating. You have to learn to eat intuitively. You have to stop restricting. Intuitive eating is a processed approach that ultimately teach people to have a healthy relationship to food and leads you to be the expert of your own body which you were meant to do or meant to be. It teaches you to trust your ability to meet your own needs, the ability to distinguish between physical and emotional feelings and develop body wisdom. 
Contrary to dieting, intuitive eating is about empowering you. Learning to listen to your natural fullness and hunger cue and respecting them. Hashtag body trust, hashtag body respect. Now, in the beginning, I talked to you about intuitive eating being one solution. The other solution to the body shaming, which we learn that fuels the behavior, is what we call body neutrality. Body neutrality is the safe bridge between body shaming on the one hand and body positivity on the other side. It's a process that teaches you to strive for neutral feeling about your body using self-compassion and self-acceptance. Acknowledging what your body does for you is liberating and empowering. And guess what? It affords you to focus on much more important things. If you listen to podcast 174, which was a She Share Her Story, one of our clients in our program said that for her, that was the biggest gain in this program that she wasn't expecting is that mental chatter ending that constant beating yourself up went away. And that's what body neutrality does for you. And then with that mental space, what can you accomplish? Can you focus on healthier behavior? Can you focus on your family, on your work, on being happy? Body confidence is a result of the mental representation of the image we create about ourselves. It's about what's going on in our mind, our thoughts, not the amount of fat on our body. That's why many women, even when they're thin, don't feel confident about the body. And I share that recently as well. Even for me at my lowest weight of 180 pounds, size six, I hated myself. I didn't want to wear tight clothes because I felt I had too much loose skin, too much cellulite, too much, too much, too much, too much, and still was carrying too much fat on my body. I didn't have body confidence, and that's what we see in research. Being confident about our body is not the weight. It's what's going on between our two ears. Both intuitive eating and body neutrality require one skill set. That skill set is the same one that causes us to emotionally eat. That skill set is called emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is the capacity to be aware of, control, and express our emotion in to handle interpersonal relationship, which cause emotion. In our program, we teach emotional intelligence skill using a framework called riding the wave, the wave of our emotion. The base principle is the fact that we aren't our emotion. We feel our emotion and our emotion are short waves of energy that carry a message for us. And when we hear the message, it washes away. 
That is emotional intelligence, not being attached to our emotion. When we don't have that, we feel that we are the victim of our emotion and the pain is so great that we end up eating to feel better. So we're coming to a full circle now. If you remember the first question I posed to you in part one, the very first question said, why is it that we can't lose weight, yet we desire it so badly? And I asked for you to consider a number of sub-questions. One of them being, is it possible that your fat, extra weight, is actually serving you, protecting you, keeping you safe, keeping you from pain and fear? That emotion, that feeling of being unsafe is coming from that emotional intelligence. It's coming from the way you engage with your body. It comes from the fact that you deny constantly your internal cues, your intuition, and instead you're relying on external cue. And many other factors such as trauma and relationship and toxicity around us. But the vast majority of this feeling of being unsafe all happens in our mind. I hate to say, but it happens in our head. So why do we keep going back in this loop? Now that you know all of this, why do we keep going back into the loop of dieting and wanting to lose weight? The fact is that most people are able to lose weight over a short amount of time. The problem is that two conclusions are drawn from that fact, which is the foundation for what I call diet culture. Here's those two conclusions. The fact is it is possible to lose a little weight, then it must be possible to lose any weight. Makes sense, right? If I can lose five pounds, I should be able to lose 50. The second conclusion that diet weight loss industry, which I use the term diet culture to represent all of that, says is that if short-term weight loss is possible for almost everyone, then maintaining weight loss must be possible for almost everyone. That's what fuels this diet culture, and that's what keeps us into the loop. The problem is that this two conclusion or hypothesis are disproven by scientific evidence. We know this because we are here listening to this episode. We've lost the weight and weren't able to maintain it. We've lost five pounds, but we weren't able to lose 100 pounds and even worse to maintain it. The statistics are clear. 95% of people gain back their weight loss within one to five years. We know that now. Yet every day, you will be marketed the opposite of that. The marketing of this $72 billion industry, that is the weight loss industry, these numbers are from 2017, 
will tell you that you should want to be thinner because it works. And that if you want to be part of this society, you should chase weight loss because you are abnormal in this body with fat. And every day we're being sent that message. Some of you may have had this message sent to you by close people in your life, like verbally. So it comes to a point that we start believing it. Although in the last two episodes, I've shared with you a number of scientific evidence of fact that gave you access to this, it won't stop the marketing. It won't stop the constant messages because that's what diet culture wants. They want you to see this, believe into this, so you can go back into the dieting cycle. Personally, it took me over three years to change that deep belief in me. Part of the reason why it took me so long is I didn't have all the evidence that I shared with you. This puzzle for me came piece by piece by piece. I had to dig it. There was no podcast talking about that. There was no blog talking about those things. It was such an underground knowledge that I didn't have access to it. So piece by piece, it came into my life. What I did over the last two episodes is I summed it up for you. So I'm hoping with that, you will fast track this change of deep belief in your mind and you will start chasing health instead of weight loss and you will start accepting your body as is today via body neutrality. Yet, some of you will, just like our clients or student, will then say to us, well, Stephanie, if I learn to eat intuitively and I'm neutral with my body, will I lose weight? The question will still be there. And then some of you will probably ask that question. People book consultation call with us coming from a background of intuitive eating way before they entered us. And they still want to know if we can promise them weight loss. My answer is this. Will you lose weight if you eat intuitively and accept your body? I don't know. I honestly don't. Maybe yes. Maybe no. What I know and what I have witnessed in nearly all of our client and student in my own life is that you will be happier, healthier, and enjoy your life a heck of a lot more after having learned and integrated intuitive eating and body neutrality in your life. Your stress level will go down significantly, which means that you'll have more energy, sleep better, have a better vitality, and you'll finally be able to love you. You know, this whole self-love thing that nobody can do? You'll be able to do that once you've integrated those principles in your life. You'll lead a confident life. Be able to make choices that are aligned with your health and be consistent about them. Will your set point, the human system that control weight management, change and lead you to weight loss? I don't know. Some women do, some women don't. There's a lot more to that topic and a lot more to that. But bottom line is we can't control it. 
That is not up to us to control that. What we can do is to make our body feel safe. Promising weight loss to you would just be lying to you. And that would make my program just another diet, just another weight loss approach. Your focus on weight loss has hidden your real quest, which is your desire to feel better about yourself, have an increased confidence, your vitality, your health, and your ability to be attentive to your own needs. How do we get you those goals? We get you to the goal of intuitive eating, to the goal of body neutrality by going back to the basic. We first need to discover why we urge to eat. We need to discover what are those underlying beliefs and emotion that makes it hard for you to manage your emotion. We need to teach you how to manage your emotion with other things than food. We use mindfulness. You need to learn. We need to teach you how to engage with your body with compassion and acceptance. And that will roll up to teaching you to eat intuitively. It has to be done on a step-by-step approach. I've not seen a lot of success from people who go from dieting and shaming mindset directly to intuitive eating, because there's a book out there you can pick up. The book link will be in the show notes. So for some of you, if you want to try it yourself, it's there. That go from there to there, it, it is a black and white way of living. So you need to have some underlying skill set in between to be able to be successful in intuitive eating. And here's a quick observation for you. And I'll do a podcast in the upcoming weeks about that. The wellness industry is starting to recognize the fact that intuitive eating is the ultimate way of living. So what you're seeing right now, some of you that are marketed to specifically on social media by the wellness industry, you will see things such as learn to eat intuitively to lose weight. Go keto and learn to be intuitive. Go vegan and you will unlock your intuitive eating, right? Remember that if anyone promises weight loss, it is a diet. It is a diet because we don't control weight loss. We all know this because we're here, right? What we teach and the way we do is creating in women's life this magical outcome that changes people's life. Because when we work on a very strategic approach of changing your mindset, teaching you emotional intelligence, and then we change the belief about ourselves, and we learn to tap into our intuition, our internal cue, blah, 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 all this stuff, it seeps through your entire life. And that's what you see in our testimonial. We don't claim that because that is not the purpose of our program, but it seeps through your entire life in which you start engaging with life in that same way you're engaging with your body and with food because you cannot do it in a silo. 
You cannot just learn to tap into your intuition with food, yet with the rest of your life, no, 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 it's not my intuition, external cues for the rest of my life. No, it's impossible. Otherwise, you can't eat intuitively, right? So here's the ultimate question, and I'm starting to wrap up this podcast here. The ultimate question for you is this. Do you want to live in a state of fear or do you want to live in a state of love? Do you want to choose fear, which is the dieting world, the restriction, the external cue, the body shaming, or do you want to live from a place of love, from a place of believing that there's nothing broken about yourself, believing that you have everything inside of you to make the right choices for you and your life? that you are acceptable the way you are, and that you are deserving of being happy today. You don't need to work for it. Do you want to live from a place of fear or from a place of love? And it's not black or white, one or the other. There's a spectrum between the two. And there is a journey. Most of us have been in that space of fear, Maybe you're there right now. Maybe you were there and you're progressing towards love. Like it's not one of the other. It's a spectrum. It's a progress. But what I know is this. Happiness doesn't come from a state of fear. You cannot white knuckle your way through happiness by living in a state of fear, in a state of shame, in a space of not good enough. That's what we do. That's what going beyond the food does is they'll help you shift from a place of fear to a place of love by beginning with our body and our food and our eating habit. And naturally that will seep through the rest of your life. I created the going to beyond the food Academy our level one program that teaches all those things because It took me years to piece it all together. As I said earlier, it took me three years to find how to ditch the diet mindset. It took me another three to four years of training to understand that happiness and health wasn't just the physical body. It was the emotional, the mental and the spiritual body and how to access those. So what you're getting in our program is the last eight years of my study, the last eight years of my research, the last eight years of my life combined into 14 weeks. You're getting what you need to get from a place of fear to a place of love and learning body neutrality and intuitive eating. And it's a fast track journey. It's going to fast track your journey because all of it is into one place. If right now, after listening to this podcast, you are feeling this is the right thing for you. Now, I want you to remember one thing. For most of us, dieting, restriction, and shaming is our comfort zone. So my student listening to this will be very familiar with this concept. Our comfort zone is suffering, dieting, shaming, And what I've proposed to you now is outside of your comfort zone. 
It's like not dieting. It's like intuition. It's like self-love. It's like love. Who foreign? Yee, what is that? Scary, right? So your uncomfortable zone is going to feel scary. So if you're sitting there right now, feeling that little light inside of you, it's like, oh my God, that makes so much sense, but I'm scared. Don't stop. Don't do nothing. Because you'll never be at a time and space where you won't feel scared because it's a brain system that want you to be in your comfort zone. That's a self-sabotaging mechanism that will prevent you from moving to your uncomfortable zone because they'll say, it's scary, don't go there. What I'm saying to you is growth and transformation is only on the other side of being scary. So if you're sitting there right now, feeling that this is right for you, don't wait till the moment where it doesn't feel scary. Because you'll wait forever. You'll always feel scary. If you want to know more detail about this comprehensive transformational program, it's a coaching program that's done over 14 weeks, it's all done virtually, you can add over to our show notes or simply to my website under Academy. Everything is there for you to discover more. If you want to chat with one of us about is this right for you or question you may have, you can actually schedule a breakthrough call with us. You will see that on our website or you can go to the show note right now and there'll be a link for you to schedule a breakthrough call. We started that recently because it's been asked for many of you that the feeling of being scared is something that you want to move past, but it's so present that you need help working through that. And that's what this breakthrough call is about, is helping you A, determine is there a validity in the fear of doing this program Or is that the right thing for you? You just need to do it while being afraid. So that's what you're going to get in that breakthrough crawl with one of us. And hopefully that will answer all of your questions. So you want to lose weight? Consider everything that we talked about over the last two episodes. It was my pleasure to teach you this information right now. And I hope that... It will give you a light at the end of the tunnel that there is a possibility for you to have everything you desire today. There's nothing about you that needs to change except your mindset. In the upcoming episode of the Going to Beyond the Food Show, we're going to start a interview series. I'm bringing onto the podcast six people that have impacted me in my journey of learning all this this stuff that have been alongside with me or that teach an aspect that helped me become who I am today. So it's going to be about the four bodies, physical, mental, spiritual, and they're going to be six amazing people that are going to teach you different aspects of these different layers of the human being and how that helps you go beyond the food. I love you ladies. 
I look forward to hang out with you again. Let me know via social media, via the podcast review on iTunes, if you enjoyed this episode and share, 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 because we're going against a big machine, $72 billion industry. So it's a grassroots movement. So share this information to help other women. Love you. And I'll see you on the next episode. Do you wish your relationship to food and perhaps your body was easier? Do you wish you could make peace with food and your body? Most women will describe the state of being as having food freedom. And likely you've tried potentially everything to get there. And you are certain that something is seriously wrong with you. Maybe you're thinking that more restriction has to be the solution. I get it. And trust me, I've been there too for almost 27 years. You see, what most struggling women never ever realize is that how you engage with food and your body has little to do with food itself. Sadly, most women rely on outdated strategy like restriction and willpower and discipline as their solution. Things like the black and white mindset, the diet pills, the cheat day to control their urges. But you and I know that has nothing to do with food freedom. So that's why I want to share with you the assessment that I use in my clinic with my one-on-one client to identify what is holding them back from food freedom. And quite frankly, it's different from anything you've done before. I've created the food freedom score, this assessment tool to give you an idea of where you should be focusing on. During this quiz, I'm going to take you through 10 simple yes or no questions that will allow you to assess the sticky point with your relationship with food and your body. Plus, I'll coach you at the end on specific steps you need to take to move forward to get your food freedom. So if you're ready to step into a new version of yourself and create a new relationship with food and your body, head over to stephaniedoze.com slash quiz. And I'll see you on the other side.